Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Monica Packer, and this is About Progress, where we are about progress being practical. Thanks for being here. Picture this. It's five o'clock, and it's time to make dinner. Your entire household is hungry, you included. And as the one who usually cooks, you know it's time to step up to the plate. But you're not sure what to make, or if you have the right ingredients to cook what you could drum up in your mind. Making dinner takes longer than you think, and you're frantically Googling ingredient substitutes. And once the meal is finally on the table, about half of the family actually eats more than a few bites. This, my friends, is the dinner dreads. There are a lot of reasons why each day's main meal gets real complicated real quick. From planning, to shopping, to stocking, to managing each person's preferences, to keeping a budget in check, especially these days, it's all enough to make a typically level-headed person feel anything but. While I'm sure that not all of the listeners are the primary cooks in their homes, I know most of you are. And that's why today, our goal is to help you simplify dinner. I asked Brittany Hanks from Home and Kind to come on the show and give all of her go-to tips to make making dinner easier, and she really delivered. 
We also talked about Brittany's new cookbook, Costco One Stop Meals, and it's the best resource for you Costco lovers. I'm totally raising my hand. We talk about why this bulk store in particular has such a cult following and how you can better utilize your trips to Costco to make your nightly meals more manageable. Be sure to stay to the end where Brittany shares what it looked like to go after a huge goal, and she also answers a few of my rapid fire questions about her own Costco favorites. Whether or not you have a Costco membership, this episode is sure to make dinner way less of a chore. Brittany Hanks is the founder of Home and Kind, a company that is dedicated to creating practical solutions to help busy moms better manage their home and family life. She lives in Raleigh and is a mom of four children, ranging in age from 8 to 15. Brittany shares brilliant mom hacks via her wildly popular Instagram account, Home and Kind. Our chat coming up, but first a quick word from our sponsors. Isn't it the best when a simple piece of advice can change so much? You know this podcast is all about progress made practical, and guess what? We are celebrating our seventh anniversary coming up in November. To honor both this anniversary and the do something focus this podcast has inspired, we want you to host your own Tricks and Treats Night. I shared a short episode on this, go back to episode 524, but here's a nutshell on how this works. You invite a few friends to your home for some treats, and while you eat them, have each guest share a simple trick that has made a big difference in their life, from parenting to marriage, from personal development to cleaning. It's all about doable, practical ways we found ourselves making more progress. To make this gathering easier for you, you can get a ready for you, but still customizable invitation, an email and text template that you can send to your friends, and even an outline to follow the night of. You can find those free resources at aboutprogress.com slash tricks and treats. You can host this gathering anytime, but to get in on the collective fund, we suggest hosting sometime in October, hence the fun name. And when you do, don't forget to contact me through email or Instagram to share about your favorite tricks from the night. I'm so glad to be celebrating this anniversary in a unique way, community-wide. Again, for all the support you need to host a Tricks and Treats gathering, go to aboutprogress.com slash tricks and treats. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Brittany Hanks, welcome to About Progress. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to be here, Monica. We had you on the podcast a long time ago, really long time ago, and it's about time we had you back. You are everything home to me, everything from organization to cleaning, to hacks. I have made your lunches for my kids, those freezer lunches, for years. And it saved us so much time. And, you know, we're going to be talking about dinner, which is another thing that can be way more complicated than it needs to be. But Mm -hmm. for understandable reasons, it's a lot to feed a family. I wanted to start, though, by learning from you. Have you always loved cooking dinner? What's been your history like with this main meal? Well, it's interesting because I personally actually do love cooking. It's a creative outlet for me. I've always enjoyed cooking. 
Growing up, my mom cooked more out of necessity. She's never loved cooking. My dad's always actually been the one who is a big foodie, and he would always cook for special occasions. But just out of pure necessity of getting food on the table, my mom was usually the one to do it when I was growing up. But it's been interesting as I've become an adult, and I'm one of seven kids, we all are total foodies now. We love to cook. We're sharing recipes all the time. We have a text string where we're sharing things that we're making. So we've all kind of grown to to love it and to use it as a fun creative outlet. But it's been interesting. And I'm sure a lot of moms feel this way, that even if you personally love cooking as a creative outlet, once yeah. you get to the stage of motherhood where you know, you have to get dinner on the table in a certain amount of time. Maybe you're holding one kid on your hip and you have one at your legs that's asking when dinner's going to be ready. It can tend to suck the joy out of cooking. So I definitely yeah. have found myself in that rut many times over the years because cooking is something that has to happen multiple times per day. Like kids have to yeah. eat. And that need never goes away. So I feel like that can often take the joy out of it. If you're someone who does love cooking, just because you can't really do it on your own terms in the setting of being a mom sometimes. So I have found that during seasons when it feels more like a chore, I don't enjoy it very much, but I've tried to get to a place where I have a lot of really simple recipes that I can choose from so that it's not as much of a chore when I have to get dinner on the table, but then it doesn't totally suck me clean of all of the energy I have. So maybe one day a week or maybe a couple times a month, I can use cooking as that creative outlet and really find joy in it when there's more time and less stressors and there's not the time limit of, okay, I have 30 minutes to get something on the table. You shared a little bit there and I want to expand on that. What are the biggest obstacles that you find you face and also the women in your community who are primarily in charge of meals? Because it's not always the moms, but the majority of the time, it tends to be that way. So what kind of obstacles and circumstances are influencing the dinner dreads? I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you are the one who is the primary caretaker for your kids and the primary kind of keeper of the house, manager of the home, that is a lot to juggle just mentally. It's a lot of things constantly going on in your mind of who has to be where at what time, what chores need to be done today. Do I need to be getting laundry in? So this child has his sports uniform for after school. There's just a lot of invisible labor that is happening that you can't even see. And anyone who is the primary caretaker, I think, feels this very strongly in their life. Mm -hmm. And so Honestly, I find this time and time again that when I talk to other moms about this, it is the mental burden of thinking about what to make for dinner that is the hardest part. It's not even the cooking. It, you know, anyone can cook a meal and the actual cooking is often not very difficult, but it's the what am I going to make for dinner? It's the coming up with an idea. Yes. It's making sure that you have the food to make that meal. It's actually the mental energy that is the hardest part of making dinner every night. I am so glad you started there because I think that is the one that is the most overlooked and yet carries the most weight. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we think it comes down to time, which it can be, and it's time intensive, but it's the mental weight that drags me down for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. And in fact, I have one friend who got so overwhelmed with it that she finally said, okay, I'm the one who's shopping and preparing the meals, which I'm fine about, but I'm going to turn over 
the meal planning part of it or the choosing of the recipes part of it to my husband and just say, come up with five meals every week because I just don't want to have to think of them. I don't want to have to think about what to make. Um, And I think that was really representative of just what that mental energy takes even more so sometimes than just the time it takes. So alongside that mental load, we also have the many moving parts. Not only does it help to plan ahead, which I actually don't do. So we can talk about that. That's one way to simplify. But again, planning ahead, but it's also shopping. It's also the time. It's also cooking while you're trying to manage other things going on. And top of the moving part piece, anything else that I might be missing here that can be complicating dinner for people? I'm going to say I that think, again because I said that weird. Yeah. Complicating, yeah, complicating dinner for people. I think as your kids start to age, just scheduling is a huge part of planning dinner. If you've got kids that are in sports or after school activities, you have, I have my days that are free now because all my kids are in school. But as soon as school gets out, I feel like I am carpooling kids from place to place. My husband's taking kids places. I'm taking kids places. There's a lot of coordinating of schedules. And so that can be really tricky too, to figure out, okay, when am I going to cook? Are we going to have to eat at four different times? Um, So I feel like just scheduling can be a tricky part of when do we eat? And also taking into account, kids typically come home from school starving. So do I give back and then delay dinner for a couple hours? Do we just have an early dinner? So there's just a lot to think about as far as logistics go. Yeah, this is when I'm like beginning to feel the dinner dreads right now, just even in this conversation, because I feel the mental load of all of those moving parts, as well as the time issue. I, I was talking to my friend yesterday and she's like, what would help you with what's going on in your life right now? I'm like, it just always comes down to time. If I just had more time and we often can't, we can't just wave a magic wand and make that extra time appear or the scheduling conflicts to go away. Or maybe some life circumstances, maybe you have a new baby or special needs kids, or maybe your health isn't doing well, your mental health isn't doing well. For whatever factors the women are facing here, our goal now is to help them take what's complicated and simplify it. So what are your go-to ways to simplify dinner? So my first tip, and I'll go more into this because I don't want it to rub some people the wrong way, but my first tip is to meal plan. But let me say that with a grain of salt, because I know some people hear meal planning and they think, no, I could never meal plan. I hate the idea of meal planning. I want more flexibility. What if I don't feel like that on a certain day? So I personally have a very flexible meal plan. And by flexible meal plan, I mean, I am often switching days of meals. I'm usually incorporating a couple meals that don't even require a recipe, like we'll do breakfast for dinner one night. And that doesn't require me looking up a recipe or anything like that. Meal planning comes in all shapes and forms. Some people like to be very, very particular about it. They like to use a recipe each time. And you have to figure out what works best for your energy and for your lifestyle. But unless you have a very well-stocked fridge and pantry, which that's one method that you can utilize too, is maybe you just keep your kitchen really stocked so you can throw together meals um, using what you have on hand. But you just don't want to find yourself in a situation where it's five o'clock and you can't really find anything to throw together for a meal. So you end up having to go out or maybe you have enough for one meal, but then the next day you find yourself in the same position and you're going to the grocery store multiple times per week. So when I usually do this on Sunday nights and I'll just put together a rough plan 
for dinners for the week. And there's a couple things that make that easier is if you are consistent every week doing certain things. So for instance, on Friday, we always do pizza. Sometimes I make the pizza, sometimes we buy the pizza. It just depends on what I'm feeling like that Friday and whether I have the energy to make it or not. But my kids can pretty much expect that we're always having pizza on Friday. So that's one day that I can write down and I don't have to think anymore about it. Saturdays, we usually eat out. And then Sundays, we have some family in the area. So we switch off dinners. So two out of every three Sundays, I'm not having to cook on those days. And then one out of every three, I am. So then that only leaves me like three or four days where I have to plug in meals. Uh, I'm just either thinking of things off the top of my head. Like, okay, I have a loaf of sourdough bread. Let's do grilled cheese and tomato soup one day. I need to buy some tomato soup. And then I'm putting together my shopping list at the same time. So at the end of maybe 10 or 15 minutes, I have a list of recipes. And then when I'm grocery shopping that week or doing a grocery delivery or pickup or whatever, I'm getting all the stuff for those recipes that I wrote out on the meal plan. And then each day, I know that even if I don't feel like making the recipe that I wrote on that day, I know I have all the ingredients for the recipe that I was going to make tomorrow. So it just ensures that I have the food that I need to make these recipes each week. So that even if I'm switching things around, or maybe I'm bumping one to next week because I never got to it, I know that I have the stuff to make that on hand. So I can relieve some of that mental burden And I know everybody has their preferred way of meal planning if they're in the regular way of doing it. I like how you shared. Mm -hmm. Yours is a given. Every Sunday you do it. Some people do it the first Monday of the month and they plan for an entire Mm -hmm. month. Other people just have the same meals on certain days of the week, like you mentioned, but like to the extreme. Like every Monday we have a chicken rice bowl, period. I think that's why I don't really meal plan because we just eat the same meals over and over and we Mm -hmm. have the same type, but pivoted. So I always have the food on hand. But that mental load piece is something that I always overlook because even if I have the same meals in general that we make, it's on my mind still. What are we going to make tonight of those meals? So I'm going to follow your advice and see how it just helps. Well, and I think your method is a form of meal planning because you have a small handful of meals that you're cooking on repeat. And so you're making sure that you have the ingredients for those things probably stocked all the time so that you can pull from any of those meals so that you know you have the stuff. Because I think that's half of the panic is, oh, I want to make spaghetti and meatballs, but shoot, I don't have any spaghetti. If you keep certain meal items in stock in your house, then those are easy things you can turn to. So in in my mind, that's a form of meal planning. So good job. Okay, you're doing it. <laughs> All right, I'll give myself a pat on the back. But I also think I have to credit my dad there because he's always kept like our food storage and pantries well stocked. And I've just thought it's amazing. That's, I love that's that. how we do things. So yeah. maybe we just have yeah. so much food, it helps. So let's go on to another tip. So another tip that I have started to utilize just in the last few years, but it's been really helpful. And I'm someone, and again, this is where people are different. Some people like to stick with what they know and they want to make the same things week after week. I'm someone who loves to try new things. I hardly ever repeat recipes. And so that's probably probably one of the reasons why I have written cookbooks because I'm always trying new recipes out. I just love to try new things. But one thing that I 
have found that simplified my meal planning process because I like to try new things is just choosing one source for recipes every week. So for instance, if I'm putting together my meal plan and I need three recipes, I've filled in the rest of the days, then I'll choose one cookbook in my stack of cookbooks and I'll choose all three recipes from one book. Or if I have a blog, a food blog that I love for that week, I'm going to choose three meals from that food blog. And then it just makes it easy. If you're referencing all different sources, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wrote down that I'm making chicken geladas on Tuesday, but shoot, where's that recipe? Is it on Pinterest? Mm -hmm. I save it on Instagram. Is it in a cookbook? Sometimes it's hard to keep track of it. So if I'm, for instance, cooking from one cookbook, I just keep that cookbook out on my counter. And then it's really easy to know, okay, all the recipes this week are coming from that one source. So that's one thing that helps simplify, especially if you're someone who likes to try new recipes. Just try one source at any given time and then move on to something else. And that goes back to the people who resist meal planning, too, is because we're overcomplicating it, what meal planning can look like. So Mm -hmm. limiting your choices. Oh, my gosh, that helps so much. Let's do another tip. So my third tip is to try to shop at just one store each week. So we've talked a lot about time and how time is a very limited resource. We're all busy. And I really try to only shop once a week. And it's so nice now because we have a lot of options. A lot of people have grocery delivery options. You have pickup options. But there are some stores that don't provide that or you don't have that in your area. So you may have to go in person. But you are going to save so much time if you're not grocery shopping every other day. And that's part of where meal planning comes in or just keeping a well-stocked kitchen is that you want to prevent yourself from having to go to the grocery store just for one or two things to make a recipe, because then you're also going to be window shopping throughout the store. You're going to be grabbing things you don't need. You're going to spend a lot more money. So you're going to save both time and money by trying to just shop once a week at one location. It is so easy to forget this one. Especially because I have different stores that I like for different reasons. I love a lot of stuff from Costco and I love buying a bulk because I have a large family. But my favorite place to shop is Trader Joe's because it's more affordable. But Sprouts has the best produce for the best price. It can get complicated. So if you just say, you know what, just trade off and let's do Mm -hmm. one week, one store at a time. Yeah, You can try the next one the next week. Yeah. And for the things that are non-perishable, you can go to Costco and stock up on all the non-perishables that hopefully can last you a month. So you're not having to go there every single week. Yes. Yes. And I'm saying that to myself because I've just gotten to Costco twice in a week because my kids are sailing through food like it's their job. (laughs) Let's take a quick break for our sponsors. It is officially fall, which is my long-standing favorite season, and I have been loving reaching for my favorite sweaters and my favorite shoes that I couldn't wear when it was hot, except to be honest, those favorite shoes aren't worn that often even now. Why? Well, because they're not very comfortable. If you're in a similar place and would love to have fall-appropriate shoes from loafers to oxfords to boots that are both cute and comfortable, check out our sponsor, Bionic Shoes, and their BioMotion technology. They began by revolutionizing medical orthotics, and today they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day. I have platinum leather Oxford shoes in black from Bionic, and the style is Alfina's if you want to check it out. And I have been wearing them everywhere from school pickup, and I walk into that, to filming a segment on a local talk show. 
to strolling the aisles of Costco. You can join me in trying out Bionic by using the code PROGRESS at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. One-time use only, Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being on your feet. We're talking a lot about simplifying dinner in this episode, but can I encourage you to also think about simplifying lunch for yourself? While I love preparing a hearty salad or soup to last me for a week of lunches, there are times and seasons to this, especially if our weekend is especially heavy on the kid activities and I find it impossible to prepare my lunches in advance and I find myself scrambling the day of. So instead of all or nothing my lunch meal prep, I simplify it on the weeks that I can't and I get factor. These aren't meal kits, they're meals already prepped. You can just heat your meal for two minutes and you've got a tasty, healthy, and hearty lunch for you. I ordered their vegetarian meals and I was in love with the peanut Buddha bowls, the sweet potato and quinoa masterpiece, and the blackened tofu with grilled veggies. I honestly never would have made those on my own. Factor's meals are made by local chefs and are never frozen and are easily customizable to meet your needs and preferences. You can head to factormeals.com slash progress50 to use code progress50 to get 50% off. That's code progress50 at factormeals.com slash progress50 to get 50% off. So let's actually talk about Costco because this is my favorite store overall. And it's my favorite way to simplify dinner because that rotisserie chicken like I probably have 25 ways we use that because I don't yep. love, I'm queamish with meat stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like my own little weird fact. But that, that rotisserie chicken like feeds my family for many days a week. So I was wondering, related to Costco in particular, if you have any mm-hmm. tips. Definitely. I think everyone who shops at Costco loves Costco. Costco has almost a cult following and I totally understand why we all know it's a great place to get, you know, paper towels and toilet paper and stock up on bulk items. And I've always loved shopping there. I've shopped there my whole married life. One kind of problematic feature of Costco sometimes is that you go, you get a whole shopping cart full of hundreds of dollars worth of groceries and household items. You get home, you take everything out of your car And you're looking at everything like, now what do I actually cook for dinner? And Mm -hmm. I found myself getting into this rut every time I would go to Costco and you're spending so much money there because you're usually buying things in bulk. So you can save on a lot of things because you are buying large quantities. But I would find myself spending three, four hundred dollars. I get home and I feel like, gosh, I shouldn't have to grocery shop for a couple months. But you get home and I would think, what, now what do I do with this? Because I got so sick of having to go and spend all this money at Costco. It's, it's a hassle to like load it and unload it. It's a whole process. And then I found that I would get that, all that stuff from Costco. And then I would still have to make a trip to the grocery store either the same day or the next day to get all of the supplemental food items I needed to actually get enough yeah. food so that I could put meals together with the things that I had just got at Costco. Also, because you don't want to get like baking soda from Costco if you just totally if you're doing it for actual baking. And I learned that from Courtney Rich from uh, Cake by Courtney. She's like, this goes bad. Yes. You don't want this. So some things can't get a super size item. Exactly. Or like a big, even big tubs of like sour cream or other things where it's like this. We're not going to go through this before it goes bad. So 
certainly there are certain products that are better to get there than others. But I eventually set this goal for myself that when I go to Costco, I'm going to try to get the right ingredients so that when I get home, I actually have full dinners that I can put together without having to go to any other stores. And I started sharing these on Instagram and I was calling it one stop meals because I was like, I'm making one stop and I'm going to be able to make a meal out of just the ingredients I get from that one place. But I also started sharing the recipes because I felt like a lot of people were having the same problem of having to stop at multiple grocery stores just to get the ingredients they needed for a meal. So I started sharing just very simple, practical meal ideas um, with ingredients just found at Costco. And so you could go to Costco and you could come home with your shopping cart full of stuff, but then you could have 10 meals that are ready to make and you have everything you need for it. You don't have to go anywhere else. Bravo for that, because I am guilty of getting to the end of all the things I put on my cart and then being like, I'm also going to pick up a pizza on my way out of the food court because... I am now too exhausted to figure out how to make dinner from this. So is there any like go-to things from Costco? Costco, as I'm sure many people have seen, has a lot of ready-made meals. They have um, chicken tacos. They have mac and cheese that you're just reheating. They have lasagna. Those are really great meals and they actually Mm -hmm. are quite delicious. But in my opinion, they're quite expensive. If I was grabbing those already pre-made ready-to-go meals from like the Costco refrigerated section every time, that would be like eating out every night for dinner as far as cost-wise. So I love finding things in the meat and cheese refrigerated section of Costco where you'll get Mm. the carnitas that's already cooked, just has to be reheated. And we love their apples and chicken sausages. Like those are really great with vegetables for a sheet pan dinner. So I feel like that section has a lot of, especially if you're one who doesn't love cooking with raw meats, which it sounds like you're not. I don't really love it either. Look for the prepped meats. The rotisserie chicken is a huge bang for your buck. It's the biggest and best rotisserie chicken that you're going to get anywhere at that price. And then look for some of the other pre-cooked meats in that section, like the carnitas. They have pre-cooked pork. They have meatballs. They have sausages. And those are really great already prepared protein items that you can pair with you know, the non, for example, to make easy flatbreads, or you can pair with just a few other things with those already cooked meats to save a ton of time, but you're also not spending as much as the fully pre-cooked, pre-portioned meals at Costco. I so agree with that. And I also think the bakery section, um, for years with my little ones was I would go to the bakery section first and we would pick up a loaf of bread and then I would tear off pieces and have it to them because Costco was always insane, like way too many people and all wanting the samples. So my, I'm like, we're not yeah. doing samples, yeah. but we can go through Costco and they each get like a hunk of bread. But I then I would that. use that bread in multiple ways. Yeah. So we would like have a, as a side and then we would have it as sandwiches or then mm-hmm. I would turn it into croutons to go up on soup. You know, just even those loaves of bread can be yeah. a great way to simplify for sure. Meals. Any yeah, any other things? Great right? salad kits as well that make yeah. a great side or that also throw that rotisserie chicken on it and make it a meal, you know, put some fruit on the side. So that's another great place to look is in that produce and and pre-made salad section.
I know if they're looking for more how-to tips, we need to talk about your cookbook. So tell us, for starters, the name and give us a little behind the scenes peek on this. Like what went into developing this cookbook? Because I'm sure it's way harder. And there's a lot more of a story there than people would ever think. Yeah. So I mentioned that I started sharing these recipes on Instagram. It was a series that I call One Stop Mills. And every Monday I would share a new One Stop Mill. And I realized that people were loving the mills. It was so fun to see people making the mills and tagging me and sharing their favorites, suggesting new one-stop mills. And it's very interesting being in the content creation business because you're just creating content that you throw out there for the world to see. And it's awesome. And it's so great that you can reach so many people and just give them the content for free. But it's also just kind of an interesting business model because you don't have physical products all the time. You know, it's kind of a service-based business almost. And so I'm a very tactile person. I love to hold something in my hands. And so I kind of started to think, how could I turn some of this content into a physical product? Something that people can hold. I briefly thought about, do I, maybe I do like a magazine or maybe I do something because I just love like paper and physical things. And also, I realized one of the hard things about social media, I mean, it has its pros and its cons, we all know. But when I was sharing these mills, I'm not only sharing one-stop mills. I share a lot of other content for around the home as well. And and social media is just not very searchable. It's not easy to Mm -hmm. find what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for a one-stop mill that I posted six months ago, and you have to scroll down and down and down in order to find that if you didn't save it. So I... I was kind of in the mindset of wanting to figure out how to get some of my content off social media and onto a place where it could be more helpful for people and just kind of in a different format. So at the time that I was thinking about that, I actually was approached by a publisher who said, hey, we have seen your Costco one-stop mills. We want to publish a Costco one-stop mills cookbook. And I was very surprised. I had not even thought of going through a publisher. I was very flattered, obviously. It sounds like such a treat to be like a published author. And so I kind of started going down that path. And after uh, meeting with them several times, they were really great. There's a lot of really great pros of going with the publisher. So I was really strongly considering it. Um, But as we got further into kind of talking through the details of it, Um, I realized that at the end of the day, once the cookbook was done, they were going to own the content. So the cookbook would house all of the recipes, but I wouldn't be able to use those on any other platform. I wouldn't be able to have them on my blog. I wouldn't be able to do anything else with them moving forward. And then also they just had a very specific idea of what they wanted the book to look like. They wanted it to be a soft cover book. They wanted it to be kind of smaller, uh, almost like a pocket size book because they are very simple recipes. And at the end of the day, it just didn't really match what my vision for the book was. And by this point, I had been sharing One Stop Meals for over six months and I was personally loving it. I was benefiting from putting these recipes together and I really wanted to turn it into a resource for busy moms to, like we were saying, just remove some of that mental burden of trying to figure out what to make for dinner. And I had seen it already working for me so well. And so I really wanted to do it in a way that would make it like a timeless book. I wanted it to be very high quality. I wanted it to be um, a hardcover book. I wanted it to lay flat when it was opened. I wanted it to be linen bound and embossed. And I just, I wanted it to be what I saw as like the beginning of a whole collection of books that are just 
very easy, practical resources to help moms simplify their lives, especially around food. So at the end of the day, I said no to the publisher and I thought I can do this on my own. And there was even a point in time when I thought maybe I should just take all the pictures on my phone. I can easily get a template to plug all of these into. I can even do an ebook. I could get it out really quick. And then I thought, no, I, I have a vision for this book. I think it will be really great. And I think it could help a lot of people. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. So I hired a really, really talented food photographer and a food stylist and a graphic designer to design the whole book. I got connected with a really great printer and I just went all in with it. And it was wild. It was a wild journey. It took about a year start to finish once I got all the recipes done and we started the process of taking the pictures. We had about seven full days where we took all the pictures. We set up like a photo studio in my house. I was cooking all the food while the photographer and the food stylist were setting it all up and taking pictures. And it was really, really fun. I just had such an amazing team. And it was so fun to bring in women who are so skilled in their area of expertise and just come together to make something really, really special and really beautiful. And it was also really special to have my kids see that and be a part of it and to just have them be able to come into the shoots and see like it's almost making me emotional. <laughs> it's just a really beautiful thing to come together and, and work with people as a team at a high level like that. So that was something that was really special about putting together the book that I wouldn't have been able to do if I had had done it through a publisher, if I hadn't self-published. And then we worked through the whole process of editing the book, which was also very difficult and more time consuming than I thought it would be just to make sure that, you know, every recipe we're using the same abbreviations and everything's grammatically right. And that was very labor intensive. But when we got to the point of me getting the first book sample delivered to me, it was so emotional because it yes. was all of this time and effort and all of the people that worked on this and that came together to create something that not only is so beautiful, but also is such a great resource has just been a really, really special thing. Well, hold it up for us nice and clear because I want people who are watching this to see it. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, thanks. It's, I'm it's so glad you did it. Hold and yeah, it's. Wow. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Oh, thanks. And one thing I wanted to do, I wanted it to be very image heavy because I'm a very visual person. So I was like, there's going to be a beauty shot Thank of you for every that. recipe. But I also yes. wanted to include a, a photo of the ingredients from every recipe so that if you're at Costco Brilliant. and you're thinking, what does the packaging look like? You can reference this picture and see, oh, this is what it looks like. This is what I'm looking for in store. Because sometimes it's hard to navigate Costco and find exactly what you're looking for. So anything with packaging, that made it helpful to know what to look for, you know, the meatballs. Oh, okay, I'm looking for a green bag in the frozen section. So we have both an ingredient shot and then a finished kind of beauty shot of every single recipe. I mean, that's something I didn't even think of. That would be so helpful to just be able to see it and know what you're looking for. And I am with you. Every recipe needs that beauty shot. I hate yep. it when there's recipes I'm like, but what is it? look like like what and that makes me like? not want to cook something like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because it helps first, me know right so you want to know before yeah, you even go into making something is this enticing does this straw me in this is just an amazing 
accomplishment, Brittany. It's so easy to look at what someone's done like that and just think, oh, they just did it all of a sudden. And you didn't. Like you said, there were so many moving parts, so much time and so much persistence, too. I mean, we're we're a podcast about progress, obviously. Mm -hmm. But this to me is one of those things like we have to be able to lean into our dreams, too, and know when something is worth pursuing in ways that match the vision that you have in mind. So you did it. Congrats on that. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. Where should people go if they want to get their own copy? So the cookbook is available to purchase at shop.homeandkind.com. You can grab it now. It's $29.99 and we offer free shipping. And we also wanted to give your listeners a free gift. So if they are buying the cookbook, they can use code about progress gift, and that's going to get them a free set of our magnetic bookmarks. So if you're not watching and you can't see this, we created essentially they're like magnetic bookmark tabs and they have the days of the week on the top written on the top of the tabs. So instead of using a sticky note, which I always used to do for my cookbooks, you can just clip the magnetic bookmarks to the top of the pages for the recipes that you're using that week. And then it even says what day you plan to cook that recipe on. So you'll get that for free. And also, as a note, you want to make sure to add both the bookmarks and the cookbook to your shopping cart. So it's not just going to automatically give you the bookmarks. Just add both to your cart and then use that coupon code about about progress gift and it will take off the $9.99 for the magnetic bookmarks. That is so generous of you. And I have to say that's a really good price too, because I've had a couple cookbooks I've had my eye on and they're understandably more expensive than they've been in the past. So I would say that's a phenomenal deal too. I'm very particular about my cookbooks. That's why I keep my eye on them before I buy them because I love cookbooks, but I don't like having a lot of them because it overwhelms me. It makes me feel guilty because I'm not getting to them and it takes up space. This This is one I'm getting no questions and I can't wait. Brittany, well done. And before we go, I have a couple um, just quick questions for you. And the first one is, what is your favorite go-to Costco meal? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say that I love making flatbread or pizza with naan. I always have the naan from Costco in my freezer or in my fridge. And I actually have four or five recipes in the cookbook that use that as the base of a flatbread. There's a barbecue chicken version. There's a pesto chicken version. Um, so there's so many different ways that you can use that to make flatbread or pizza. And it just is so quick. It's family friendly. We even have a breakfast pizza, which uses that naan as the base. So that's probably the, uh, my go-to and the one that I use most. And partly because it's so easily customizable, you can throw whatever else you have in the fridge on top of that and just make a really quick and easy meal. Okay, that sounds amazing. And I've never thought of a breakfast pizza. Next one is what's your favorite thing to get from Costco? I'm with you on the rotisserie chicken. That's definitely up there because I just think it is delicious and you can make so many different things with it. But I also would have to say I really love their snacks as well. I love their chocolate covered almonds and they also have really great seasonal treats. So probably my favorite thing is in more like the snacky foods section because their variety of chocolates are some of my favorite things. Agreed. I love their um, chocolate toffee truffle Ooh, things. I keep so those good. in a freezer. Mm-hmm. That's a great pick-me-up. When I go to carpool, I put one of those in my mouth and it's frozen <laughs> and it just melts the whole way. 
I love that. It takes you to do the pickups, but it's a freezer too. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, try it out. Okay, Brittany, this has been so amazing. I want to direct people to Home and Kind on Instagram and again, shop.homeandkind.com for the cookbook and use the code about progress gift. Amazing, amazing job. Proud of you. And thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. You're always such a big cheerleader of other women and their accomplishments. So I appreciate that a lot. Well, that means a lot to me. Thank you. I mean, it's just one of those things like uh, seeing someone go through something like this. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'll now share the progress pointers from this episode, and these are the notes I took so you don't have to. And those on my newsletter get them in a graphic form each week. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com newsletter. Number one, we all have obstacles that complicate making dinner, and they all amount to a heavy mental load. Number two, simplify dinner via these tips. Create a flexible meal plan that works for you and or a well-stocked pantry. Choose one recipe source at a time for your meal plan and shop at one store each week. Number three, some Costco specific tips. Make the goal to make meals from your trip, plan ahead. Use the pre-cooked and prepped meats. Take advantage of the bakery section and add protein and fruit to the pre-made salad kits. I also wanted to personally report it on something I told Brittany in the episode that I would start trying meal planning. And I've done this in the past, but I have resisted it, especially this year when things have just felt so chaotic and we would just make the same meals each week and I'd keep the pantry stocked. But instead of just keeping them in my head, because of the mental load factor, I've decided to just try meal planning. And I've done this almost every week since I interviewed Brittany and it really has helped, mostly with that mental load piece, because honestly, we're still a lot of times making the same meals, but I can attest that it helps. So if you've resisted that, take advantage of just three to five minutes. And even if you have in mind what you want to make, try out putting it on a piece of paper. Before we sign off, I want to lovingly, but also urgently remind you, it's time for you to host your own tricks and treats gathering. I've actually found this works best with smaller numbers, and maybe that will free you up to invite like a friend or two or three over to your home. We have a whole free party packet for you, including instructions on how you can host the gathering, even a script on what to say as you are inviting your friends or starting the party together. You can find that all at aboutprogress.com slash tricks and treats. I really hope you'll do this in honor of our seven year anniversary coming up next month. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. I know. Okay. So I want to, I'm going to take this part out. How many, I want to make sure how many tips do you have? So I'm not like, well, more, more, tips, more. more tips, more yeah. tips, more tips, Brady. And you're like, I'm done. Okay. So we'll do yeah, one more. Step. So one more. Yeah. Okay. And my neighbor's dog is just having a hard time, but luckily I can edit that out if you're hearing it. All right. So let's do another tip. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.